Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of the Gym Owners Podcast. John comes in coughing. Looks like the uh, looks like the Lil Wayne. You hit a lighter flick in the <laughs> All right, buddy. Guys, this week on the Gym Owners Podcast, we want to go over one of the many thought exercises John and I do with gym owners, and this is one of the things that we use to kind of help people zoom in on the what their options really are, how to make the most out of specific aspects of your business, and this we kind of like to pursue this. All the way to its end. So for today's thoughts exercise, I thought exercise, we're going to walk you through step by step what we would do and what we would advise a lot of gym owners to do if let's pretend you got no more new leads, not a single new person came set foot in your gym. How do you make the most out of what you have right now? Now, of course, part of the things that we teach, one of the things that we sell and work with a lot of gym owners with is getting you more leads and teaching you how to sell and selling better, selling more, selling bigger ticket stuff. But we do not do that at the expense of your current members. It's a big issue that John and I have with a lot of these other products that are out there is people want to just staff stuff more people through your system. And then they ignore the people that you have, the people that have been with you and you underserve them. They feel like they've been left behind and they don't have a chance to reinvest in their fitness. So we're going to zoom in on this for the sake of doing everything you can if you had to survive only on the people you already have within your building. Um, and if you lean into this hard, what that's going to do is it's just going to really shore up that aspect of your business. You're going to maximize that segment of your business, which is only going to make you even more resilient when you are ramping up your leads. So for today, what to do if nobody knew walked through your door, making the most with what you have. So uh, before we get started, make sure you follow the show on Instagram. That's at the Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram. Go to gymownersrevolution.com. There you're going to find all of our stuff, all of our products. If you want information on working with John and I directly with your gym, uh, get in on the Gear Academy. That's going to be there as well, gymownersrevolution.com. You want in on the all of the writings that John and I put out there. There's a lot of free services that are free kind of guides and books or what's what's the word guides how to guides and all this jazz that we put out there that is going into the uh gear academy or the gym owners revolution facebook group that is going to be in your um you'll find that link in the description here it's on facebook i don't have this on right now we'll be all right all right guys let's get right into it so john what's the first thing you want to address here when it comes to uh what exists in a gym if your gym is sitting there people are coming to whatever your gym is whether it's 24 hour whether it's group fitness whatever that is um what's one thing that you think needs to happen in order to make your clients be successful and can, you can also use to make your business a little bit more money well i think the most consistent thing that we're seeing not only is from gyms from that we're not working with as well as gyms that we are is that it's nutrition services or like being involved in your client's diet and being a part of that conversation, I think is one of those most missed things right now. And I think it's also because there's a lot of you out there and we've all been guilty of this where it's, we start a thing, we stay with it for a little bit and then we just stop talking about that thing. Yeah. So when I have a conversation, I had a conversation with somebody the other day and it was, well, they were like, oh, well, I, I'm struggling right now selling my nutrition services. I'm struggling right now selling my whatever, right? Like however they called it. And it was, okay, well, the very next question was, well, what are you doing right now? What are you doing or what have you done to be able to sell it and or market it? And it's like, well, you know, like I haven't really marketed it. And it's like, okay, well, then we need to stop. Because right now, this is a lie that I think there's a lot of different ways that we lie to ourselves about the things we do in our business and and whether or not it's successful or not. And the lie is that you're doing enough or that you're doing anything with it at all. 
Yeah. I also think as the gym owner, as a salesperson, if you're selling, selling on your own staff, like that's the thing you're going to run into is you're going to feel like you're talking about it all the time. And you just, you have to keep your foot on the gas. We talked about this with nutrition coaching, with supplement sales, with referrals. It's one of those things where people get it up and running. They design the product, they get, they get it going, they get it hyped, they get a few sold, and then they just sit there. It doesn't stay implemented into the system. And that's a big, big issue that we see because then it just kind of dies on the vine there. And then you wonder why, oh, I'm not getting anything out of it. You think selling nutrition was a bad idea. It's like, no, 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 no. Trust me. And when people get to the point in their fitness journey where they get a little stagnant, even if they come and make a bunch of progress and they start to plateau out, I've watched people who I coach personally who are no longer paying for nutrition services, who are then like skidding the other direction just because they don't really have a thing that they're working off of. By the way, they could just go off of the plan I gave them six months ago and it would still Mm -hmm. work, but they're just not in it directly. And I I see them, I see it skid, I see it skid. And I have a talk with them. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, I got to get back on that again. And it, and so for your people who are in your gym, just because they're already in your gym and already making progress does not mean that that's not a product that they're going to want and that they're going to need. It's a big, big thing out there right now, guys, that like there's a lot of information coming from a lot of different directions for fitness clients. And you really have the opportunity to provide a lot of clarity for them. And the biggest piece here is that because a lot of memberships and services that are sold in gyms stereotypically, it's usually just how do you make more money? Like if I, if I want to make more money in a stereotypical membership format that you and I help pull apart and fix and do everything, before we pull it apart and build it into our system, the only way that people really can make more money is people come more often. So it either goes from a one time a week to a three times a week to, hey, we have an unlimited, pack. like we have an unlimited pack, like it, that those elements are the only way. So it, the epitome of, well, if I need to make more money, I need someone to come more and use more of the gym and more, 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 more. And even though in the back, understand that this is the literal antithesis of what we all know is what's best for humans. Like if we know it's, and this is, and it problem is, is it feeds in to the market as a whole where it's just like, you need to work out more. You need to work out more times and that's the issue. And anyone that's been in this game long enough knows how full of shit that advice really is, but yet you don't change how you try and support your people that you have. Yeah, there's a lot of like open requests out there for people who are from people who are about ready to get started, want to get losing weight and stuff. And they'll go, what gym should I go to? And they're choosing between like uncoached gyms, 24 hour gyms. And as though like choosing between one product in which you show up and do it yourself and another product in which you show up and do it yourself unguided as though one is better than the other enough to improve your risk, your, your likelihood of success. And it's just not the case. And so the, the old concept out there, you cannot work a bad diet is the realest shit ever. Guys, you see a lot of people. What, what is the look at the plateau with the general population in CrossFit gyms? Go out there. The types you have your people who really go for it and really get in really good shape and stay in really good shape. And you have a lot of people. I see a lot of people um, who are three, four year CrossFit folks who look the same as they did a year ago, year before. Some of them don't look great either, but they work really hard. 
Yeah, well, because you've never actually addressed the input side of thing. And there is no, that you cannot work a bad diet is the truest statement in all of these statements I've heard about fitness in a really long time. And it, and it, it sinks in deeper and deeper every year, further every year I'm in this industry, every single year. And if I could simply get somebody to eat right, the results will be infinitely better than if I just work them out hard or work them out harder or work them out more often or better, whatever the fuck better is. Let's be honest. Like what's the difference between three hours with me a week and six Christ, just eat less, dude. What are you doing? Like, what are you trying to do? And so the, the importance of this is just, it's the thing that is going to give your clients a chance of success. And when we talk about retention, and when you have no new people in this thought exercise, if what you got is what you already have, you cannot have people walking out your door because they're not getting results. You cannot have people deciding to make, by the way, very likely just a sideways move from one gym to the next, from one trainer to the next, because they simply want change because a change will maybe beget a little bit of progress. And that's not always the case. So what you need to do is give them that opportunity to reinvest, but don't let them just reinvest in something that's going to spend more money. I'm with it. By the way, I'm with them spending more money. I'm with them buying more accountability or more training or committing for, you know, 12, 16 weeks up front. Say, let's go. I, I really want to make this work. But they need to have it needs to actually be built for them to succeed, not just for your pocketbook. And if so, if that comes along, they will be successful. And if they're successful, they'll stay. You're never going to change somebody's life and have them go from fat to jacked and really change all their habits inside and outside of gym and then have them just like bail on you because then their goals realign and then maybe they want to compete or maybe i've never seen somebody who got jacked and goes i'm jacked enough <laughs> fucking never dude no. so so if you're doing it right they'll feel forever small once they ever see themselves with a significant pump man that's the name of the game and I, and i think you nailed it too where it's your um Right, you're 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 cutting off your nose to spite your face. You're tripping over and uh, tripping over a dollar to pick up a nickel. Like whatever those phrases are, right? Those idioms exist because this is what you end up having happen. Is that if you look at what your attrition rate is, and how long you can retain clients and customers. If we're saying you cannot fill with anyone new, it means we have to keep people longer. And the fact is, is that if you are stuck in a model where you want people to just buy more of like your like work out with you more or get more sessions, get another fucking punch card for your personal training, like whatever it is, whatever that format is of just more sessions, you are missing out because it just, it, the nutrition piece is shown time and time again, statistically proven and anecdotally that if you have someone that's working with you on this side of things, you're helping with them on that side of the house, they stay longer. And that will make you infinitely more money in the long run because they stay with you longer the yeah. attrition rate goes down because we've seen anywhere from where the statistics bounce from like it's a a 20 to a hundred percent increase if you can just lower your attrition by five percent like yeah. it's just it's just not it's it's so unfathomable how much money more money you can make over the long run because someone's just with you longer well the retention game is critical because when you start when your system does grow to the point and we're outside of this thought exercise and you begin paying for leads, you start to understand like, okay, well, paying for new members does cost money. 
And God damn, keeping them is real nice. Keeping them becomes extremely important. They're already in. They've already been onboarded. There's zero resources, extra resources gone into fulfilling their service from one month to the next. You need to keep them. And the best part about planning, trying to keep and retain clients is that that actually very often involves them leveling up their commitment with you instead of just staying stagnant. It's the biggest retention um, misconception that I hear from gym owners is they think retention is like, I just keep them and they stay at the same product forever. And that, that right. your retention strategy is to hold them into whatever product they've got now, or maybe downsell at some point, you know, and, and the truth is when someone is about to leave your gym, that is the, that is really just a sign that they want to invest more. They want something different. They want change. That's when someone goes from group to adding nutrition or, or group to semi-private or, or group to maybe a custom challenge or group to private personal training or, you know, there's a lot of, they need something to invest their time, money, and mental energy into that feels like a commitment to them. Otherwise, they're either going to go to another gym or they're going to buy some new workout clothes. And neither of those things help you necessarily and probably aren't really going to help them be successful either. So this that, that's your job, by the way. Your job here as a gym owner, like the service you provide is selling them success. You're not selling them access. You're not selling them. You are selling them a service. But what they, what they think they're buying is a high likelihood of success. Yeah. That's what they're there for. So. The, the next piece that I think this really kind of parlays into, so talking about the nutrition services, just generally, this is for everybody. And, you, and, we, and we've gone even previous episodes where it's like nutrition services can be your ultimate downsell. Yes. Right. So where you really can remove, like it's, then you can capture somebody where if you really do have someone that's like, I, you know, I need to go, like I, I can't afford this thing, whatever the answers are, uh, where you can always make sure you're, you are still involved in their, like in their fitness journey, right? You can still be there. But I think it's really important as we look at, okay, the next step then, not nutrition, just generally, but as you think about the personal training that you provide, like you have to have personal training. If you're going to maximize the services that are in your spot, you have to be able to have personal training that's not just off the backs of like your coaches that you have that coach on the floor, coach your group classes. And then when group classes are done, then they can pick up personal training on those off hours so that, you know what I mean? Like you, you, the gym's never empty, like it's yeah. some weird play that just never seems to quite work out. Yeah. So I'm stuck. It's all right. And within that personal training piece, the packages need to be built out. So as we, we talk about packaging a lot and talk about how we can have these offer threaded stack systems to allow people to make choice. And within these choice are packages of services. And it, my opinion is, and what we see work consistently day in and day out, is that if you provide personal training to your clients that's, and that's above one time, you know, a week, nutrition just has to be included. That diet conversation, the nutrition piece has to be included in for your personal training clients because this has to be a high touch service. This yeah. has to be built and foundationally held up by the results that your people get. If they have something they're trying to accomplish, it has to be, it just has yeah. to be because then it's essentially it's them working against themselves outside of the time that they're paying you for. And, and that, that should be the most frustrating. If you give a shit about their success or failure, that should be the most frustrating thing that you deal with um, as a coach, as a gym owner. So um, 
Let's move on here to the, uh, what do we have here, John? So for personal training clients, again, can't add more sessions. You need to go nutrition, 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 nutrition. It's a tremendous upsell. It gets more money per unit. It gives more success retention. I think that kind of all sells itself, in my opinion. If you're not doing it, you need to do it. If you don't know what to do, just start doing something, right? Start with somebody and start figuring it out. We have all sorts of stuff back in our backlog here about different options you can do in fulfilling nutrition services, whether you're doing a monthly constant coaching thing, whether you're just putting together, you know, a 8, 10, 12-week guideline for them, kind of a plan that they can run with. That's my preferred way is I can kind of just one and done, and then we regroup at the end of that commitment after they've kind of checked all their boxes and made the progress. I can check in with them on the way. Um, so when it comes to personal training, though, we've covered nutrition for their success. When it comes to, as personal trainer, making the most money from your personal trainers, like off of their hours, that becomes super important, okay? Your trainers need to be busy. <laughs> they really do. And when they're not coaching, they need to be selling. And when they're not doing one of those things, they should probably be working out or resting. Right? That's about that's about all they get. Now, I do know that, uh, especially when it comes to coaching one-on-one and coaching with group, um, I can't manage more than, I have th- kind of a three consecutive back-to-back-to-back. Like back-to-back-to-back is the most hours I'll do in a row. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's That's kind of my peak. I need a couple hours off. It's not one of those deals. We're not lawyers where we can just like charge 10 billable hours every four hours we work. We don't get to charge an hour for a phone call and things like that. So you do need to know that part, but they need to be busy. When you get them booked, your trainers may not be full-time trainers and that's a-okay, right? But everybody has, each personal trainer is going to have people who are going to gravitate towards them. So just know that if personal trainer Steve only coaches three hours a day in the evening, great. Say Steve just coaches five, six, and seven. That's the only spots he has. The moment Steve's hours are full, you announce, you promote, and you market. Steve's full. We have a wait list. If you want to train in one of these hours with Steve, get on this wait list. Now, that wait list does give you the opportunity to, one, when Steve's time opens up, then that's perfect. You don't have to have any downtime for Steve when if a client drops off, right? Um the other thing you have is when someone does add themselves to Steve's wait list, you always get the opportunity, don't overuse this, but one time to shoot that person a message and say, hey, I know Steve's booked, but we do have, you know, Jessica, Stephanie, John, Tyler, whoever else with these spots. Mm-hmm. If you're not partial to Steve, if you want to get started sooner, let me know and I can get you in one of these guys' calendars. This is a it's a way to just, leads will just flow in by going to the wait list. I've said this before and I've, Every single time we've done this, it, it is the truth. You will get more inquiries, people clicking through and filling out a form to be added to a wait list to be on a personal trainer when they're told that they're full than, they, than you will when you post or advertise or whatever saying that you actually have openings. And it's almost three to one. If I make yeah. a post saying I'm completely booked, if you want in on my list, I'll get anywhere from four to six people will go on the wait list. Right. We'll come in and say, oh, yeah, yeah. let me know when you get a spot open. If I say right now I've got a spot open, you can start next week. One or two inquiries is about it. So so just know that the wait list is going to be the key. And that, that also makes sure that you don't have downtime that just like starts to drag on that someone doesn't have, you know, someone, someone all of a sudden or you bring in somebody new. Now you got, hey, we do got a new personal trainer. If you'd like, 
50% off your first session if you want to try this. You want to just do a single session to see if you like them. That way you can start to fill them up and you can go off of the other coaches' wait lists because it's your business. You can go off the other coaches' wait lists to establish any interest in any other coaches that come in. And if they don't do that very much, whenever Steve opens up again, Steve is not going to have that spot open for very long because you cannot have those openings stay open for very long. No. No, and and there's a really there's a psychological play here because there's there's a couple more steps that we're about to go through, and so it's really important that it's understanding the importance not just for the business but for your staff. Your staff has to feel like, dude, I'm full, I'm busy because this is great that I'm full and I'm busy and that I have a wait list waiting, so I'm not overly concerned in case I need to fire a client right? Clients a yeah. piece of shit or clients just doesn't seem to adhere to is not complying, right? They're just not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And if you're not full, if you are just absolutely a slave to that individual, it can be a really shitty position and we've all been stuck there before. So it's really important psychologically where it will allow your trainers to be better. It will allow the quality that they're providing to the people to be better. But most importantly, is that there is a psychological switch that happens that if you keep your bu people busy and full for uh, three months, if you can manage that, a switch happens. And that switch is, dude, I'm busy. I don't have any more available. I don't have any more slots available, but I'm not making the amount of money I wish I was making. Because the fact of the matter is, is that if you've played the personal training game long enough, you realize very quickly, oh, well, fuck, I'm, I'm I have no more time and I'm not making as much money as I wish I was. That goes back to the same thing, too, about there's only so many hours a person can do FaceTime and do well coaching with people every day. Like if let's be Megan, will do it a couple times a week where she'll have like seven hours of coaching seven or eight in a day that's gangster right Oof. but it's yeah. split up you know like three in the morning like early and then a few hours off and then one maybe mid-afternoon and then a few in the evening so, but that's rough like that's that's a lot of coaching it's it doesn't seem like much and it's easier to do when you're just coaching and not coaching and running a business so if you're the gym owner and you're the trainer very let's make this very clear you don't get to do that you can't do that that's going to break you okay um but what happens is once you get to that point, you start to realize very quickly, oh, shit. Well, how do I make more money? Because you always, if you're doing this, you should always, there should be an upward trajectory. Just know this. You should, mm -hmm. if, you're not, if you're not looking for progress, how to progress from where you are to up, up, up next, then you're just, you're listening to the wrong podcast here. So wherever you are, once you get to that point, you should go, you should realize very quickly, shit, there's nothing else I can do here. I can't do more. I can't. So that leaves you with a couple of options, Right. Once you're maxed out, you go wait list, and which is good. That get, the wait list gives you security, the you know testimonials, high retention rate. That gives you security at where you're at. It means the bottom's not going to fall out, which is very important for some of you guys starting out. Um, but after that, now where does growth come? We're out. We're, we pass the survival state. Where does growth come? And growth needs to come from more revenue. Well, we can sell more hours, but man, you're going to break, right? You're going to break. You can't do that. What are you going to work seven days a week now? Or are you going to work? more hours a day that does that's not going to work and remember our rule is you can't get more people so we yeah. are keeping to the same thought exercise which is you are not allowed to get more members here you're dealing yeah. with what you have right now you're selling internally yep yep and so with this then what you're going to need to do is you either a raise your prices 
which by the way, when you're booked, that's the time. That's, that is the time. If you're completely full, you need to start thinking maybe this is too affordable. There's a basic sub supply and demand thing, right? If it's, there's a reason if somebody releases a limited edition of something or other that that ends up being kind of damn expensive, right? And so your time is very limited. And if it's full, if it's in demand, then yes, you do need to probably start looking into raising your prices or charging more. And maybe you can grandfather some of your people in and maybe you can slow roll that increase however you want to do, or you can pull the bandaid off right away. But whatever you're going to do, a price raise is probably – price increase is very likely a solution if you're only going to stay into in that one-on-one -on -one model. How many people have we worked with, Tyler, that are underpriced? All of them. All of them. I've never met – I've never worked with a gym owner who's charging enough, mm -hmm. truthfully. Like every one of them. And, and, and oftentimes, by the way, the ones that are you know, charging – too little it's like it's to the detriment of the service that they're offering too that if they would charge more they'd have the ability to fulfill their services better they'd have a better facility they'd have better coaching across the board i've never met a gym owner who's charging too much necessarily i really have i really have it not the ones that we're working with directly it's always a thing where it's like i have to they don't want to raise the prices so we do all of these things up in front to get revenue up and then we get them maxed out. So once you get maxed out, then we can talk about these next two steps. So for John and I, because so many gym owners are apprehensive about raising their prices, what we do is fine. We'll get you chock full. We'll maximize everything. You'll start selling nutrition coaching. You'll max out your PT. Your marketing will level up. You can, outside of this thought, thought exercise, we'll get you leads so your schedule's full. Boom, boom, boom. We'll teach you how to hire staff. Um, you have good staff on. Their schedule's full. Great. Wonderful. And now they go, they've got a hint of that progress and they go, okay, shit. Then they realize the only way up is to either raise price. And this is the thing we're going to get into. Or the next option is to start to roll out semi-private um, personal training, which is essentially small group, but it's, it's, there's, it, it's more to it than that. It's not just small group. It's everybody's coming in and has their, there's a couple of ways to do this, I guess. But um, basically, instead of charging... 60, 70 bucks an hour for private personal training. You can charge 30 bucks an hour for semi-private personal training. Because the truth is, as a coach, do you really need to, If you, could you manage three people? Even if they're doing stuff, totally different stuff, by the way, everyone's kind of doing their own thing. Could you manage it? Absolutely. Three people at a time in that regard. One person's bench. And do I got to watch every rep of a bicep curl somebody does? No, no. So, so it's, it's pretty easy to manage. And we usually have people what run anywhere from three, three to five is great. Five no more, no more than five, no more than five. You want yeah. your two, if it's two, because some people come and go needs to be close to what you would get for a personal training hour. It's usually the way I do it. Yep. So that if there's only two people to begin with, I still make the same as I would normally, you know, but I still have that spot has earning potential an increased earning potential for bringing in a third, a fourth, a fifth versus it just being one-on-one, -on -one, which is just a fixed opportunity. Um, that, go ahead. Well, do we, do we, looking at the time, do we have time to go over what I think is like the three different ways that we talk about Absolutely. how you can start rolling out? Okay. Yeah. So the first one we've talked about before, and I'll start with it because it's the easiest one to remember and it has the most fun name. And this is the alpha bitch concept. Yep. So if you have an alpha Right. And this is whether you're a dude or a lady or somewhere in between. But if you have an alpha that's part of a group that wants to do personal training and again, they need to be, this is the idea of, of taking advantage of their alpha status is that it's, they can bring their friends 
to come train and do a personal training session with you or sessions for less money. The alpha gets for less money. And then all the friends that come in to train with alpha get less money. And that and also alpha does all of it. Yeah. And that often becomes your, that's, that's a great path for somebody who comes in and is doing personal training and likes it and is getting results. And their friends are asking them about it. Other members are maybe asking them about it and they may be can afford to or can't afford to, doesn't matter, right? But sometimes for people that can't afford three personal training sessions a week forever, well, great, this can be yeah. half the price and I can have my friends with me too. And then maybe they, your friends weren't coming because the price was a little more than they could float, but they can now that it's half price and they get to work out with their friends. It becomes very great. And you have one person who's the point man on that stuff that you can deal with on scheduling and all that stuff. You don't have to really juggle all of them. It's this is your time slot. You've brought your own friends. That is what we kind of describe as like a, while it is semi-private personal training, it is actually more like a custom small group um, but it still fits in the same category because your pricing strategy is all the same. You're, yep. it, it is the same product from what you're doing, um, though very likely not everybody is on a completely separate program, which can kind of be the case sometimes when you're doing true semi-private personal training. But that alpha program works really good because that person's a person you got to deal with on renewal. Um, that person kind of manages all of the stuff. I do it. I do it when I coach. I coach with kids, you know, with, I have a few like off season totally. kids groups that I, that I run with. I don't deal with everybody's parents. I don't deal with everybody's schedule. I don't, by the way, I don't even let everybody pay me. <laughs> I have one point man who cuts me the money and then everything, they can sort it out with everybody else. Cause you wanted yep. it. You're, this, your kids, friends, you, you handle it. And it just works easier for me for, and, and so that is that alpha concept is man, is that a jam? Because that is your highest value people who already know, what you do and what you do well, they save money and they're bringing in their friends. It makes it's, it's, it's a huge win. Those groups, by the way, I have yet to see, I run two, two groups like that right now. And Megan runs two, three, three. And we have never, never seen them fall off. There's a hundred percent retention rate over the course of two years. Because it's, it's a com super easy money and it's great. It's fun. You don't have to worry about constantly entertaining. You're not just sitting there like a dick in the yard with one person who you maybe like or don't like for a whole hour, multiple times a week. It just, it makes it very, very easy as a coach. You can almost kind of get out of the way and let them have it, man, show them the work. And then you can just be there. It's a combination of a referral, a testimonial personal, like it's all rolled into one. Yeah. You, there's no selling. They do it all for you. They believe in you. They want, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it is, it's, it's awesome. And so that alpha program, I as well have ran it with high school athletes also to where I have one family that is super in, they're all in, they tell their friends and up we go and everybody saves. So that's our alpha. The next strategy, next strategy for implementing semi-private is going to be a specialty program. And so this is going to come from concepts where it's, let's say we're talking about a CrossFit box and let's say everybody wants to do anything with rings, gymnastics, muscle ups, fill in the blank, anything that's a specific movement or a specific goal. This is when you really can start to launch or roll out um, the semi-private model. We've seen this done. So again, staying in the CrossFit model, we've seen this as people are getting ready to go into the open. If you have a pre open window to where it's, Hey, who wants to be fucking psychos for the open? Let's work as a, like as a small, and what you do is you don't have to sell this as small group. You sell this as 
we're working on fill in the blank, whatever your theme, whatever your movement is, whatever that thing is, that's what you're selling. And it happens to be your semi-private program. So your mark, and this is where marketing always goes awry. When you market personal training, you market semi-private, you market anything. Too many people become obsessed with like the literal thing that it is. Ugh. It's personal training. It's semi-private. No one knows. Nobody cares. Nobody knows what it's called. Nobody cares. Nobody knows what semi-small group personal training is. They don't care what you're going to be doing in oh. there. They don't care when it is, barely. When it is kind of matters, but not until they've decided whether or not they like the idea. Right. They don't care about how many times a week it is. It's not it. Open prep. Triathlon prep. We're all gonna we're all gonna run a half marathon this summer. We're putting together a running block here for the spring, so we can all run the marathon this summer. Get into our running club program here that we're gonna run for the next six weeks. Shoot us a DM. Boom. That's it. That's it. What does it mean? I, what if I can't? Oh, shut up. Either want it, and if you don't, if you can't make the time, I'm sure there's ways you can get them to do that stuff outside. But you sell it by by what John described is I'm focusing on all of the things that it is as it commoditizes it. And you don't want your products to be a commodity. It's tough. It is tough because a lot of times people are thinking in terms of sessions and things like this. And it always still devolves into that past a certain point, which I don't, I don't hate necessarily. But you cannot have people starting with the idea that your services are a commodity because they are not. You're selling a service. You're selling results. You're selling a path from A to B to C to D. And you have to stick really hard to that. And so do not let your services be commoditized because it devalues it immediately when people start thinking thinking of, oh, what, I only come in once a week for this? It's like, no, 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 that ain't what this is. Do you want to do awesome at the, doing awesome at the open and preparing for that is what we're selling here? Or doing awesome right. at your triathlon that we're going to do at the end of the summer. That's what we're selling here. Or, or being prepared for football season. That's what we're selling here. Yep. There's another specialty concept that I really like using this for, and this is on-ramp. This is yeah. when you have someone, when you, and this is oftentimes the complaint that I'll hear. So I'll ask, a, I was talking to a coach again, this, uh, a, a coach this time, not an owner, talking to a coach this past week and talking specifically about semi-private personal training. Hey, do you offer it? Yeah, I do. Okay. And it's, what's the biggest struggle you've had with it so far? Because it was obvious that they've been struggling. And it was, I have a hard time trying to figure out how to group people in the times and keep people together that are similar with similar goals. So there's a lot of things that we unpack to help break that down, but that's a real thing that people worry about, especially as you are, as a gym owner, if you're thinking about rolling this out for the first time and nobody in your area is kind of doing it. So you don't have an example. Now, this is the reason why you belong in our fucking group and we'll explain and be able to go over these things. You listen to the podcast, but an easy way to start to implement this, as far as like this specialty program model that we've been talking about the last few minutes is anyone that's new. You don't know who they are. You don't know what their skill set is. You need to be able to get them taught and brought up to where if you do that in a personal training format, it's so inefficient and it's very expensive. expensive. Yeah. yeah. So move instead as you have people that are new to the gym or want to be able to be like a foundations group, you have these people roll in and that's the first six weeks that they do with you. Yeah. Like that's they the start on ramp if they want to, or they can choose right. just to jump into your group if they want to as well. If they, Hey, you want me to throw into the wolves? Go for it. You want to, you want a softer landing? Like we've got that for you too. And that's these are the only time slots we have available for this, but this is how that's a take it. There is a take it or leave it aspect to some of that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. When it comes to, um, 
what you want to do. I, I think in the in terms of the actual specialty program, let's say you're doing an open prep, I have no concern because it's a similar goals. Everybody's similar goals when we're talking right. as a target. Um, but the other one that is actually more interesting to me, that dilemma that you're describing, is actually in running just ongoing semi-private. That's where that dilemma really is. How do I batch these people together? How do I, how do, I do this? And I'll tell you, the best way that I've seen this executed, I'm sure there's many ways to do it, is stop trying to treat your semi-private personal training like group classes. You fucking idiots. <laughs> they want semi-private personal. They want personal training, and they want it to not have to be so expensive. That's why they're there. So how do you do that? When I get personal training, each of my people is doing kind of their own workout first off, like every person has different needs. So what you do is you come up with essentially work for them supposed to do. You're not, are all your people doing the exact same programming? It's the fucking laziest shit I hear about. It's the worst thing I hate about CrossFit stuff. We're all doing the same goddamn programming, regardless of need. Just some are using different tools. Well, this person is not in your CrossFit class or your semi-private shit. So fucking quit worrying about writing one thing on the whiteboard and making everybody fucking do it because you're fucking lazy. Bingo. That shit makes me insane. Mm -hmm. so the thing you need to do is no, because you have three people with three different needs, they're going to do different things, which means they're not sitting there rah rahing, high fiving each other the whole time. This is a different product. So for the way I address these things, and by the way, Tyler Ryder does this very great in, at torque strength and conditioning with their thing. Everybody yeah. comes in, and while there are some people that have similar targets, right? They're often doing times doing different weights. Some are doing have different things changed. Some things have some people have implements and exercises swapped out. Everybody has their own program. So most of them have it in their hand on their phone. Here's the work you're doing today. Now there's plenty of apps you can use to get that out to your clients to scale it out with, you know, trainer eyes and with the other coaching. What's the other coaching ones? You can simply do it via email if you're doing it at a small scale. Anyways, just shoot them their mm -hmm. deal. Here's what we're gonna do today. Yep. Right? And so they know they can see it before. It's a good system to build anyways, because it makes all your stuff scalable as you get going. But if I get four people coming in, that's everybody's going to have their own thing. And I'm going to coach them through the main stuff. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll coach them all through a group warm up and I'm going to get them all started. And I'm going to be bouncing around to where they are. And they're not going to need to, if you think that you got to be staring and they're watching every rep, you're, you're, diluting yourself they don't really want that if they wanted that they'd pay you twice as much money and go private personal training so give them a little space to do some work they don't need to be coached after they don't need to be told after every set what was wrong either they want a little bit less of that they want a little bit of room on their own and give that to them and that makes this semi-private stuff very easy to fulfill now do you have to do a little bit of prep on the on the on the front end yes but that little bit of prep on the front end is the reason you're able to make two and a half times as much money per hour as you can off of your already most premium hour service. So fucking it's probably worth it, dude. And if your coaches don't think it's worth that for the cut that they're getting of that, have a good talk with them about where they fit in this fucking world and fucking especially within your business. And, and this is this is where I alluded to earlier the reason, the importance of if you're going to move into this final example, right, of constant semi-private open, yeah. like you just you just described the importance of step one. If you're going to roll out constant like this and you're ready for it, you have to max out your trainer's time and have yeah. that wait list. It's mandatory because now mentally they will come to this conclusion on their own that they are not making enough money. And then like fucking magic, you are going to provide them a solution. And the solution is we're going to make personal training 20% more expensive. And now the old personal training rate 
is now going to be your semi-private rate. And we're going to trim the fat from the folks that either truly do want the absolutely most premium option, which is the most expensive option of personal training one-on-one, or those people during those premium time slots will then just move into those open semi-private windows that now get opened because you will trim the fat a little bit. And so that can coincide with a price increase on your personal training stuff. Everything kind of everything starts to flow together here now where you start to actually balance your demand, your pricing, the service you're offering to, your services you're offering towards like a more optimized situation. Again, it gives everybody a chance to actually succeed. Mm-hmm. And that's a you can't can't sleep on that. Now, the thing about the semi-private thing, is for those of you that haven't done it, haven't rolled it out, just you get to a point where an hour's full, just try to make one hour work. Exactly. And you can start with this. If you've only, listen, maybe you don't have the members. Maybe you don't have a bunch of people chomping at the pit for it. John, I have described step-by-step all the way you got to go to this. You can start with just one, just one of your personal training clients. Take that alpha approach. There's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with using all three of these approaches at the same time. But like that alpha approach is very easy because if someone says, by the way, it's how you, this is how I do it. This is how I downsell people that just can't afford me forever and they maybe want eight or 12 weeks and it's, i still prefer that by the way i'd prefer eight 12 weeks and be gone go oh, for me right because right? i'm right. not full-time right and so i don't i don't frankly i just don't it's tough for me to respect somebody if i gotta if you're there if i'm the only reason you're showing up to the gym right so i do think that i need to empower you to to stand on your own but if you want to downsell we can go to less times a week but boy what if you become less successful right and so another downsell if they can't afford it they can't afford it running in perpetuity what they can do is spend a little bit less money so that's what i say if someone says i I just can't afford it i'm gonna go back to just 24-hour gym you've helped me a ton i've learned a bunch i said hey that's awesome that's exactly what i'm here to do is get Mm -hmm. you to stand on your own two feet um if you want to save a little more money and you want to keep going you want to like we can kind of down scale this down a little bit bring a friend in that's it bring a friend Usually then if I do it, if it starts with just two people, what I usually try to do is I try to make about uh, 20% beyond, 20 to 25% beyond what my normal hourly rate is. So I basically one-on-one charge rate. each of them 60% of my one-on-one rate. And then there's two of them to start. They bring a friend in. But then I keep that number across the board when there's three and there's another 60%. And then you have to get four, you know, and then at that point you're running, you know, you're basically making two and a half times your traditional hourly rate. But it's great. Everybody wins. Hey, we'll have more fun. You bring your friends in. But the thing that I've noticed about this from a coaching standpoint, it's easier. It's more fun. Um, people are more invested. They have a better hour oftentimes when they do have friends that they've brought in. That is a little different with unpaired semi-private personal training, of course. Um, yeah. But with this alpha concept for you to take a nice, easy start with that. Someone starts talking to you about how, you know, it's got to, we got to wrap up. It's a little expensive or whatever. Like, Downsell them into that. Offer that. Well, hey, if you want to bring a friend in, you'll both save some money. You know, bring a friend. Here's what I'll charge you each. And then we can do this or do that. You guys can have some good fun. Bring two friends. Here's what we'll do. Let's put something together. And as long as they know that you can do that, they'll find it eventually. But most of you guys are worrying about how do I transition to semi-personal, semi-private personal training. And your clients have no awareness that this is even a possibility. They've never been told the different ways it can play out. How often is there like a group of people that are going on a, you, you, oftentimes in your gym, you'll have a, a few, three, four, five people, couples or whatever, that go on some big vacation a couple times a year. Sure. Get them all in. Let's get y'all beach ready. Let's put together your own group. You go husband separate and the wives separate. And boom, now you're, you're rolling. 
I can just yeah. do that for eight, 12 weeks. You don't have to do this forever. I'm okay with, I'm okay with turning and burning one of those things. They're already in my group. They're already in my program. They're doing other stuff. Let's level you up for a little bit. And then let's send you off the holiday, Jack and tan, man, let's go. And it is, it, it becomes where it's not a forever proposition for them or for you. As you're starting to feel out how this thing is going to work again, if you're too nervous to raise your prices right out the gate and go into a constant format, you already, if you've been listening to any of the stuff we've been talking about when it comes to marketing your personal trainers, you already should be thinking about what are the niche down concepts? What are the specialties that your trainers have? Are they gymnastics specific? Are they powerlifting specific? Are they baseball specific or football? Whatever it is. Well, then that's, that's super easy. That's a super, super easy way to help transition those people, those trainers into a semi-private group that is a specialty group. You don't have to become obsessed with what you're calling it. And it's just, they have that specialty group because understand as owners, it's your trainers, you cannot, or you should not be paying them enough without this. Like it's they, because then you are overpaying them for stuff that's not bringing enough value to the gym. It needs to be that they're still hungry and because this is how you truly can allow them to make real money and you make and you benefit massive amounts from it. Yeah. So, so there's a massive, sorry, go ahead. So as a result of this thought exercise, we've got to the point now where you should be selling a lot of nutrition coaching out to all the people that are interested or stale or plateaued. People should be making progress if they're being held accountable. That should create a lot of momentum, a lot of external hype, even though let's say your doors are locked and you're not getting anybody new in, right? No new leads. The hype is out there. Your people are walking around. They're looking great. They're making big progress. People are asking them. Um, You've got personal trainers that are killing it, helping people stay injury free, getting very customized stuff towards their knees, which means those people are absolutely meeting their goals, whether it's strength goals, physique goals, whatever, especially paired with your nutrition stuff your clients have a maximum chance of success. It's fully maximized right now, right? Then you roll out this, either the price adjustment and or the semi-private personal training. That combined with your waiting list as part of that launch strategy, you now have a gym that is peaked, right? And this thing we always talk about since the very beginning, John, I think it was some of our first episodes, we just leveraged over, we just repeated over and over and over again. You don't need more members, you want more money, right? Correct. This now puts you in a situation to make the most money with what you have, which means now every time somebody new comes in, they're coming into a very, very high value situation to you. Combine that now when new people do start coming in with the offer stack, with the opportunity to choose from any Mm -hmm. one of these products that's available, choosing from group fitness that also can maybe include nutrition coaching, this, that, boom, boom, across the board, a 12-week commitment or guaranteed results, whatever it is. You have people willing to spend money for big ticket stuff right up front, as well as being able to fall into their own buying habits. Now your gym that already is able to be successful with what you have, you start introducing new members, new clients, new blood to that water, and you guys are going to absolutely kill it. And that's the groundwork, though. That's the foundation that you need to have, aside from, of course, staffing and culture and vibe and a lot of stuff we've covered in the past that we're going to get into in the future here. Um, that is the foundation of your success. If you worry more about piling new people in and constantly, I need new, I need new, I need new. John, we see this all the time. We've done a ton of research, market research. Everybody is, what? How do I get new leads? I need new leads. I need new leads. I need new leads. It's like, well, it just seems like you're not doing very good with what you have. Because you're either losing too many of them or you're not making enough money off them. So do you think just introducing more leads is going to solve that problem? You're just bailing out your ship with a cup 
well, there's water just flowing in through the hole here. So you got to fix this. you got to fix this. Get yourself profitable. You can do this at the same time as getting new leads, by the way. This is the, for the point of this exercise, we separated these two concepts. But, but you need to address both of these things because you do not want to keep stuffing new people through an unprofitable system. It will break you. You become the McDonald's dollar menu, which is like, oh, shit. All we do is keep attracting more people that we can't fulfill our services very well. And that sucks. More people that we don't make enough money on. More people that tax our system. More people that are occupying time from our coaches. And shit, we're not making enough on it. And our coaches think they're not making it. What do you think happens if you just turn up the volume on all that? It sucks. And that's you where guys, a lot of you guys are. You fuck yourself. The more people you have come into that broken system. And this is a little bit behind the curtain, right? The secret sauce of what we do inside of the Gear Academy. Because it's you don't address. You get more leads by improving your internal processes. You get more leads and you make more money that allows you to get off the floor and makes it to where you can actually start making more money at the end of the month and start paying yourself proper as a gym owner for the very first time. And you no longer have to do all the coaching because internally with what you already have, we call it this, it's an inside out approach. Anything new that you're going to roll out, you want to do internally first. This is why this, this thought exercise lives so strong with us. Everything that we've talked about can totally be fucked by kind of like two main things, in my opinion. Everything we've described, the first way you can totally fuck yourself on trying to roll any of this out is going to be that if you make the mistake of trying to roll out personal training, semi-private personal training, any of this stuff, and you try to do it when it's not in the premium hours of when people want it you will kill this thing before it even gets off the floor. And this is where we hear most common because you're nervous. You're nervous about doing something new. You're nervous about rolling it out, but you kind of have done it. The problem is you've done it and you only allow your trainers to provide the semi-private or private personal training between the hours of 11 and three. Yep. And surprise, surprise, you can't, they're really struggling filling those time slots. Yeah. If you can't have personal training going on while group class is going on or some, you either, then your space is such a limiting factor, then you need to rethink your model, your pricing for the other stuff that you're doing. Then absolutely. If you can't manage it, I've, we've worked out, you know, many worked at a gym before where they can't manage having one personal trainer in like a, you know, 8,000 square foot facility. They just can't seem to manage having a personal trainer and a couple clients going on during a group. Because you got to have what well, you got to have the music so loud, or you got to have no. We all want to clang and bang, and we want to spread out and occupy. It's like your you you don't need to let the what's the word? You don't need to let the inmates run the asylum. Don't let your clients decide just how this is going to go. This is your business. You need to get it them to the point where people know there's a personal training group going on over there. There's another private personal training person working with the clients over here, and here we have our functional fitness class. And then over there, we got a person on a 24 hour program, like, like multiple things should be going on in your gym at the same time, especially during the busiest hours. It's insane for it not to be, you want to like, you want to do like a, it's like going to a restaurant and buying out the whole restaurant on a Saturday night. They'd really prefer that you not. You know what I mean? They really would prefer that you're not. We'll give you a corner and we'll shut the door, but we got to do business with people because this is the time to be getting it done. This is when everybody wants it. Let everybody have it at the same time. You have to. We've done this in the past, John. We said your gym should be busy. 
Should be. There should be lots of stuff going on at once. There should be many people getting help different ways. And one of the aspects that, that helps a lot by having this stuff going on concurrently is that your people that are in a lower level, lower value product will see that, oh, you're seeing that people are buying personal training. You're watching, they're watching people have fun in a group, not with a group of people they don't like, but a bunch of people that they've kind of handpicked to work with this coach. And that starts to create a little fear of missing out. It starts to create at least awareness that those products exist and social proof that it has value and has value to those people, people they know. You have to utilize this from a marketing perspective and how you run and operate because it's everywhere. It's all around you. My wife and I, my wife doesn't fly a lot. I fly more than she does. And so she flew with us because we went on vacation. She flew for the first time in a number of years. And by the time we had taken the fourth flight, because we had connections or whatever, now we're going back home. Before we get ready for the fourth flight, she goes, how do we get into first class? How does that happen? And the reason why that pops into her mind where before it just was like, well, she doesn't understand that it's $4,000 a ticket or yeah. whatever it is, right? No concept of what the price is, but why is that in her head? Because she watches these motherfuckers board before us, not have to stress whether or not their overhead is going to be able to be yeah. taken or not taken. Got their and feet you, up, champagne in their hand. And you yeah. have to walk by them. Yeah. You have to fucking walk by them. And it's just like you pricks, all of you. I hate all of you. And, and, and it's really, it's, I want to be you. Yeah. And that is so fundamental. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing we've talked about a lot. And it, it actually, I think we use the first class analogy a lot too, which is like, the point is not that everybody buy it. Same thing with your top premium options that you're selling. No matter what. It's not that everyone buy it because not everyone can afford it. The point is that they all should want it and they should all know that it's fucking awesome. And there's no doubt in your mind when you get a, you get aboard a flight, especially international Christ. Oh, yeah. Get on an me, my size, you guys. I'm six six, about three hundred pounds. I get on and I got to walk past Delta One, and I get to walk past all the pods and everybody's sprawled out. When Megan used to work for the airline, I'd score some. We'd score some first class international flights every once in a while, and that was awesome. nice. Uh, but now I got to walk past that. And these people got like shrimp cocktail and booze, and you know, and like a nice warm towel. And I'm walking back to the screaming baby fart section. I mean, no, thanks. Yeah. But it works. You walk by it and you it want does. it. Everyone on that plane goes, I wish I was sitting there. Okay. And it's important. That's, that's a, it's an aspect that a ton of people miss by like burying their personal training sessions out away from other people and at different times when, and I'm all about giving people who want a 10 a.m. slot a 10 a.m. slot. Great. It gives me, that's great. Normally I'd be making $0 on that time. Exactly. For sure. For sure. But if that's the only times you're trying to sell personal training and trying to put these other groups together is outside of your most popular hours, what are you doing? Your most popular hours are the most popular for a reason because that's the time that most human beings can make it outside of work. And so it's just, it's a huge mistake that I see people trying to do. It's like, yeah, let's roll all these new products out and we're going to do it at 1030 in the morning and, and 2 p.m. on a mm -hmm. Tuesday. It's like, well, you're going to eat shit. The next piece that gets you will fuck you up from the start is if you do not have the staffing to do this. Yeah. And this can be, this is a, a mental thing too, to where it needs to be. It, we're not saying you have to have full-time staff. You just need more part. You need more part-timers because what you can't happen. And I alluded to it in the very beginning of the episode, which is you cannot have that. Your main group coach is the only person that can fulfill 
your personal training or semi-private personal training when they're not large group coaching. Yeah. Like they have, you have to have, and most importantly is then you have to get the people that are the, are the best. If they've been there the longest and have the greatest rapport or whatever, they have to be able to provide that highest premium service, which is you're going to be honestly, your semi-private block in the most prime time of the day. So whatever that's your, your, your 530, those time slots in the morning and at night, that's when your ACE needs to be doing semi-private personal training. And yeah. you need to have rookies or you need to have people that are newer that aren't up to that level that are capable of handling your group. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you, if you don't have the horses, wizards. you can't do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Put your best people in the place where you're making the most money. <laughs> it just makes it attractive. And, and, All right, guys. Yeah, that's got us wrapped up. I got to bail. Um, I have to run and coach a semi-private personal training group. There you go. So, uh, thanks a lot for listening. Go to the link in the description, get into the gym owners revolution, Facebook group, all sorts of good resources. There we've got a good community of people all trying to do awesome shit, make money while doing right for their clients. Uh, follow the show at the gym owners podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Tyler F and stone, go to gymownersrevolution.com. That's where you're going to find the blog. The podcast also lives there as well. And you can also get into the gear Academy there if you'd like. If you want to work with us directly, have us take your business to the next level, go through all these steps that we talked about today and actually walk you through step by step. Make sure you do it this week, the next week, the next week, and that your business is in much better standing by the time you're all said and done. Every month, you'll be better than you were the month before. That's a promise we make in the Gear Academy. So if you want in on that, go to gymownersrevolution.com. Follow John at jbanksfl on Instagram. Anything else we got to get out there, John? That is it. All right. Go Gators.